Welcome back to the STG Fitness Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in for another week. Um, we've got a very special guest on the line tonight, so we are very excited to, to dive into the topic on passion uh, for what you're doing. And uh, But before we do that, we're going to kind of talk about, um, like we usually do, how things are going for us. So Jesse, how are things going for you? Not too much different. Just still, still training. Um, getting, getting back to the grind. Football, football starting soon for me. We got spring ball starting in a couple weeks. A lot of fundraising stuff. Football camps coming around. So I'm, I'm starting to get busy. Football's on my mind. Can't wait for summer workouts to start, and then diving into hell week, man. So it's going to be an exciting, exciting season. Just seeing more and more guys starting to show up and. Putting, putting all their butts into gear, making sure all the other little things, it's not just football, it's grades, it's finances, it's fundraising, it's equipment, it's so many little details that make it all happen, but it's exciting work. Um, training's moving along, training's going well, and as always, just trying to stay healthy, keep my hamstrings healthy, and moving forward every day. Awesome. Are you guys still dealing with snow in Northern California? Yeah, we... Um, I mean, the weather's been really nice. It's been, you know, in the 60s to 70s range. Yeah. Um, not like crazy hot, but there's still 15 foot walls of snow everywhere. Like I take my dogs out. I get to the weight room at 6 a.m. I take my dogs out before I leave. Yeah. I'm walking around in a hoodie and shorts. It's still nice out in the morning, but yeah, there's 15 feet of snow around yeah. you. So it's, I mean, it's melting fast. But yeah, we got crazy snow still. Yeah, we're. I'd say the ve- the weather out here it's so you just never know what you're gonna get. I feel like you get all four seasons in the same day sometimes. So yeah, it's been crazy. But you know, for me, um, we're another week down in training, heading towards <coughs> nationals, and uh, had a very promising week. Um, just very excited. You know, I feel like I say this each prep is that you know numbers are moving that I've never moved um before so just kind of excited to keep building on that and uh continuing to get ready for vegas so um really not not too many updates on my end uh just very excited to uh plug in another week of work and uh just getting back after it so um yeah just very excited but uh but yeah so we're gonna turn this over i'm gonna introduce our guest he i believe is a two-time conference champion i was doing some research is that is that correct Yep, yep. That we'll we'll put an asterisk next to one because it was co-conference champ, and I yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't like sharing. Yeah, I don't like sharing <laughs> championships, so we'll put an asterisk. But you could say that. You could. All right, two time conference champion has made it to the NCAA playoffs. All conference athlete um, had twenty one hundred plus career rushing yards at Aurora University, six hundred plus receiving yards. Um, had an opportunity to play with the Rapid City Marshals in South Dakota, which is an indoor professional football team. Um, this past year and is also a football coach personal trainer and lastly but most importantly just a stand-up person uh, both on the field off the field man of his faith Mr. Connor Olson welcome to the podcast thank you thank you thanks for having me on man I hey you told me some stuff the, the rushing yards man I didn't even know that I didn't even know the total. So that's, that's <laughs> you gotta cool. know your own stats, you. man. man yeah no I was looking back I was like researching that that's sweet Yes. Yeah. No, I was looking back and I was like, dang, this, this man's a legend right here. So I appreciate that, man. All glory to God. <laughs> absolutely. But no, it, it's an absolute honor to have you on the podcast. And I'm going to kind of let you take the mic for a little bit. Um, You know, 
kind of give a background about yourself. You know, what what are you up to these days? Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, tell us who who Connor Olson is. Yeah, so man, um, ah, oh, where's my? So I'll begin the story by saying that, uh, yeah, just uh, football, man, was uh really my first passion in life. Um, at a young age, man, I remember uh, I I just wanted to play professional football. That was a goal, and uh, that's always been the goal. So to be able to do that last year was a blessing. But I think the story is is the most important part of of the process, uh because it wasn't a clear cut path for me at all. You know, I'm, um, I'm very undersized, even for my position. Um, I feel that <laughs> I don't have, I don't have, you know, breakaway track speed. Um, but what I do have is determination and grit and a, a great support uh, system as well. So, um, and I'll go back to, to my high school years because Pee Wee went well. Uh, got to two state championships, lost both of them, which which hurt. But um, it was a great learning experience. And then when I got to high school, high school ball was really the, the eye opening experience for me. It was um, we had two teams my freshman year at uh, Downers Grove North. We had A and B team, and um, you know I went in thinking that okay, yeah, I'm gonna be a clear cut A team guy, and uh, I didn't make the A team. Uh, and I remember at 14 years old, looking at the A team list 10 times, not seeing my name. I didn't even look at the B team list and I went home and I cried. <laughs> but um, looking back on it, man, it's probably one of the best things that's ever happened to me um, because it made it, it, it built a drive in me that, okay, um, maybe I'm not as good as I thought I was. And instead of, I, I think there's two things I could have done in that moment. I think I could have said, well, you know, football's not for me. This is too hard and quit. Or I could, you know, well, I'm a freshman. There's a lot of time I have to to put the work in and to stay disciplined and to and to choose this path. And um, I chose the latter, and I ended up having a great high school career. I ended up starting my junior and senior year, uh, beating out, you know, some guys. Um, and uh, after that, it was like, okay, my senior year, going into my senior year, I had big, big goals and aspirations to get, even if it was a small Division One school you know, D1 looks, even as an undersized guy, you know, we played, um, Glenbard West was in our conference that year and they had a, a really good running back, uh, go to Wisconsin on a full ride and, um, they ended up winning state. So for me, it was like, okay, that's the matchup I want to really play for because I know there's going to be colleges in the stands and maybe they're checking this kid out, but maybe they'll see what I can do. Um, and it didn't turn out that way, man. I, um, first game I had a really good game I had like 100 yards rushing 75 receiving three touchdowns and uh the second game against the worst team we played all year um I got hurt and I ended up missing the two most important games uh against the top two teams in the conference Hinsdale Central and Glenbard West uh so that kind of derailed those aspirations um I didn't get any division one looks wasn't highly recruited so um with the help of my support system you know, it was, I, 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 I should have applied myself more academically in school, but, um, with the, with the support system, I went to this football camp and I tested pretty well. Um, I got one division one look, uh, that would have been like kind of a partial scholarship to Penn university. And, um, but I ended up actually going with Aurora university because I had a sit down conversation with, uh, Coach Ponks at the time, I was on, I was under two different coaching staffs, 
uh, Coach Ponks and his guys recruited me, uh, great coaching staff themselves. Um, but I remember in our meeting, Coach Ponks looked at my paperwork and my numbers, and he's like, hmm. He's like, well, these are pretty average numbers, blah, blah. So he got in the he, – he kept it real with me. And so that offseason, man, it was just like, all right, well, he said that I have to – I have to grind, like I have to, I have to work because, yeah. you know, he wasn't lying to me. He was right. You know, it was very, so everything in my life, especially in football, what it's taught me is, um, you know, just because you don't have the genetic gifts or, you know, the size or the speed or what it is, you know, as cliche as it sounds, hard work works. And um, it sounds so easy, but, you know, I really, really, really applied myself um because I had goals and I wrote when I was in first grade, you know, my goal is to be a professional football player. And the surreal moment was before I went to Rapid City to play professional arena ball last year, I, I forgot about that letter. And um, my family threw like a surprise going away party for me. And that letter was there, man. And I read it and I almost teared up because I was like a seven year old kid and, you know, fulfilling a lifelong dream like that was just incredible, but it, it came with work and, you know, so I went to the division three college, you know, Aurora, um, no, no, you don't get athletic scholarships there. Uh, most guys, you know, it, it's great, great sports. I'd say most guys who go to division three are, you know, all conference, whether you're playing baseball, basketball, football, like you're still the top dog. It's your high school, you know, no matter what level of college you play at, you can't just, you know, walk there and think, oh, you know, this is just JUCO or this is just Division Three. It's not, you know, D1. It's not like that at all. And I, I'm sure, Grant, you could attest to that as well. Absolutely. Um, mm -hmm. So getting there, man, it was like, okay, I, I now I have more work to put in. So I took that off season from going from high school senior to uh, freshman in college very seriously. And I, man, it was a good competition in camp and Going into week one, I, I made it up fourth string on the depth chart. And uh, I was on special teams against Carthage week one. And it was like, wow, I was, I think, the only freshman who really got that much playing time against Carthage. And um, it was all through hard work, man. Like, I don't, I don't, talent is, is average, I would say, but it was all through hard work and uh, grit and determination and um, really trying to inspire those around me, too, because I believe that everybody's story is not just for yourself. And um, so, Week one happens, and a long story short, two of the st the two starting running backs got hurt. They're both very talented guys. They got hurt, and the the next one, you know, he, he had a pretty good game. But going into week two against Loris, five minutes before the game, our GA comes up to me and he says, "Hey, you're getting a start." And this is you know true freshman. I'm 18 years old, so it's like, wow, holy crap! All right, and I ended up rushing for over 100 yards that game, and I scored a touchdown. So I kind of cemented myself as a legitimate option my second game my freshman year so freshman year went really well we we co-conference champions um we go into sophomore year and I remember man we had uh, our O-line coach I won't I won't really name drop but he, he he had NFL experience and he he came up to me once and I'll never forget this conversation he said what do you want to do you know after you're done playing after college and I, I was like at the time, it was like, hey, well, yeah, I want to play pro football, but, you know, I'm a Division three athlete. You know, how many D1 guys end up playing professional? So I said some cookie-cutter response, and he played – he had NFL experience, our, our coach, and he was like, 
he's like, hey, man, like, I wouldn't count out, you know, playing pro football. So all throughout the way, there was a lot of people who believed in me, which is such a blessing. I, there's There was a lot of people who didn't, but overwhelmingly majority did. And um, so sophomore year, I had another great year. And um, I'll never forget this, man. My, my dad had me in the backyard, my sophomore going into my junior year of college. And he said, I got to talk to you. I talked to your head coach and, and they're going to have NFL scouts, you know, certain NFL scouts come check you out next season, your junior year. So, you know, so I did probably, <laughs> I did probably the worst training thing you could do because when I heard that, I'm like, well, I have to train every day. Like my life depends on it, but I didn't know what overtraining was. So, you know, I was, I was doing full body exercises every day. I was running hills every day. And um, I came into camp like beat down. My muscles didn't recover because I was so like freaked out by that statement that was like, wow, okay, I have to. So I end up testing and all my numbers are, are worse. My 40, my body fat, and my strength and conditioning coach pulled me to the side. He's like, kind of, this isn't like you. What, what's, I'm like, I was like, I don't get it either, coach. I was training hard all summer long. And, and he's like, that's the problem. He's like, what rest did you take? I was like, none. <laughs> I didn't take a day off of, you know, I believe in active recovery days. Those are important. I trained every day, like maxing out max speed, running hills while I squatted, you know, over 300 pounds for reps every day. It was, it was ridiculous. So I ended up, ter- I, I had pretty, the first four games, which we had a rough start that year, my junior year, we uh, lost the first four games, but out of the eight touchdowns we had as a team, I had seven. So even with my regression physically, like I was still having a good season. And then my training regiment caught up with me. Uh, game five, I ended up tearing my hamstring and I was out pretty much the rest of the season. I tried to come back too early, ended up tearing it again. So after that season, it was a it was a transition period where our coaching staff, you know, it's at the end of the day, they uh they were a great coaching staff. I got nothing but good things to say about them. Um, but our university fired them completely, everybody. So the position I was in was like, whoa, okay, whole coaching staff is gone. We went a whole week without a staff, and this is my senior year. So there were thoughts of like, should I try transferring somewhere? Should I try going to like North Central or you know, something else. Like I, I didn't know what to do. And then they brought in um Coach Beebe and his staff. And you go from great coaching staff to great coaching staff, which I was lucky to do. And um both, I mean, my, both my head coaches, I got nothing but great things to say about them. Both great men of God, both just great leaders and great coaches and both staffs taught me invaluable things. But they bring in Coach Beebe and right away, I'll never forget this. And um he he really changed my mentality and and helped me to not limit myself or, or limit others around me. Cause now when I look at people, I, I can't put a limit on anybody. If someone that um, maybe doesn't get good grades says, Hey, I want to be an astrophysicist. I will be the last one to say, Hey, that's impossible. I'd be like, all right, you know, that's possible, but here's what we got to do. You know, I won't sugarcoat, but I won't cut someone off to say, no, that's impossible. Cause I, who am I to say that coach, po- coach BB comes in and he asked me, cause I was a, I was a captain. He asked me, what are your goals for this, t- this, team this year and we had just come off you know a five and five record um pretty bad season for us and um I was so like stressed out from guys talking about transferring my answer to that question was 
it had really nothing to do with football. I was like, Coach, I just want us group of guys to stay together. And he asked every senior that question. And some said, I want to win a conference championship, some, some you know, different responses. And he's like, it was about 20 of us, I think. And he's like, I have a problem with all your responses. And we're like, huh, like what? Like, we thought they were pretty good responses. He's like, you all limited yourselves. And I could see what the problem with this team is. Not one of you said, I want to win a national championship. And we're like, whoa. He's like, guys, national championships, the best we can do. So why not say that? Why not? Why limit yourself? Who cares if we win conference? We want to go down tournament and win a national championship. And it was that moment that was like, wow, how how much have I been limiting myself in other assets of life? If I had that mentality of like, he's right. Like, why would our goal not be, you know, we went five and five. We're not even thinking national championship. We're thinking we got to beat the teams in our conference. So he comes in with a, a mentality of like, no, man, like I don't have a three-year plan. I have a one-year plan. I want to get down to the national championship now. So that season, again, I'm I'm like, okay, I have to ball out because, you know, I'm a division three guy. Like most D1 guys don't play pro ball. And that was still in my mind. And the first game, I ended up spraining my UCL thumb. So, against St. Norbert, I was out. Uh, and then I came back against Eureka. And the only that was I only played in one full game my senior year. And I played in four my junior year. So, I played in – out of 21 total games, I played in five my junior and senior year. So, it was rough, but – Again, I, I came back against Eureka, my one senior year game, and, and caught three touchdown passes, had over 100 yards receiving. And um, the next game, I sprained my ankle, high ankle sprain. I was out for the season. I tried to come back against BU. I made one run and cut and snapped, and it was done. And um, I'll never forget, man, I went to I went to Coach Beebe's office, even with one game, and I was like, Coach, what do I have to do to play professional football? To me, it didn't even matter the level, arena, obviously NFL, because you want to you go for the top. But um, at that point, I was like, man, like Division three, undersized guy, played in five out of the last 21 games my junior and senior year. I'm not going to be on anybody's radar. So I went to his office, and I'll never forget the conversation with Coach Beebe. He, he looks at me, he's like, well, you're going to fail the eyeball test, which means they're going to look at you and, and write you off. But here's what you can do. Again, I appreciate this conversation because like Coach Ponks told me when I went into college, you're small, you're slow, you're, you're average this, average that. And it helped me to improve. He told me the same thing trying to go to the pro level when I was leaving college. Um, but he laid out a path that I could follow to, to help me. So Coach Ponks and Coach Beebe, great men. Awesome. Awesome coaches, awesome leaders. So I ended up going to this thing called the American National Combine in 2020, which I was surprised they even ran it because that's right when COVID started um, in St. Louis. And um, it's basically a, a combine for guys who are who come from smaller schools or maybe didn't get a pro day. But there were a lot of guys there, Division One guys, junior college, you know. So I go to this combine and I end up testing well. And I end up making the hot list in the St. Louis, which is like the top performers. So about a week later, I get an email. And it's an opportunity to play overseas in Finland or in Germany. So I was like, sweet. And the deal, the deal in these leagues too is like they pay your for your flight there, health insurance, meals, like transportation, housing. You get a game check, you know, from playing 
but you also could earn money by coaching youth or teaching like German or fin Finnish youth American football. And I'm a coach too. So I'm like, that's freaking awesome. You're going to pay me to teach kids how to play the sport and yeah. pay me to play the sport that I've paid to play my whole life. Sign me up. The next week I get an email from the same guy that said, sorry, due to COVID 2020 seasons canceled like that. It happened quick. I was like, Whoa. I was like, I could live with the injuries, but you tell me the whole world's shutting down and this yeah. is something I can't control. And I was this close to tasting it. And it, like that year was crazy because every league besides the NFL shut down. So I had some buddies that played in the CFL that they didn't even have a season either. And the Canadian football league at the time was a second league, like under the NFL. So they didn't even have a league. So all these leagues stopped, all the indoor leagues stopped. So I spent that year really like, there was never a doubt that I had to give it another shot, but I was like, okay, when? Cause you know, I don't want to wait forever. So I ended up coaching, you know, high school football, uh, personal training, doing, doing that, but I was still training like a professional athlete. I was still training hard. And, um, I went to a few more combines just to try to improve my numbers. Uh, knowing that unless it was the NFL team calling these other leagues, like were shut down at the time. So it's it's funny what happened. I went a whole year. I went a leap year without without playing football, and that's kind of the situation I'm in now. But you fast forward a year to 2021, and me and my dad are talking a little bit, and he's like, hey, there's this tryout in Rapid City, South Dakota, in a week. And this is how great my family is. He's like, you want to go? I'll, I'll, I'll go with you. I was like, yeah, screw it. Let's go. I knew nothing about – I knew about arena football, but I knew, like, very minimal things. So <laughs> I went to this tryout and thinking that – I always go over-prepared for these. I bring, like, two pairs of gloves, two pairs of cleats, just in case something happens. I get there, and, and we're in a gym, and I did not have the right shoes for this tryout at all. I was wearing, like, barefoot shoes I like to lift in, not, not run in, not cut in, like – they were not applicable to the surface at all. So I'm, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I come in, what I think is overprepared, two pairs of cleats just in case one breaks, two pairs of gloves. And here we are on a gym floor with these goofy looking barefoot shoes. I look over at my dad, he's wearing Timberland boots. I'm like, well, I can't do that either. So I'm <laughs> like, drove all this way, you know, screw it. We're, we're going to, we're going to give it our all. Cause that's my MO. It's like, I don't want my circumstances to dictate how hard I go. So I'm like, screw it. Give it my all. I'm running in these shoes, trying to cut. It's slippery. I get to the L drill, which is pretty much like a pro agility drill. You tap the line, come back, then you run around in an L shape. So I do it once. And the second time I do it, I rip through my shoe. So the the my pinky toe and pretty much half the shoe rips apart. So I'm like, okay, this is great. I end up having, I end up asking one of the guys who was running it, hey, can I have some tape? And I end up just taping my shoes up and finishing the trial. Like, man, this 13-hour drive, you know, we drew, drove way too far. To I'm not going to sit out. Like, I, I have to hurt myself before I sit out. Wasn't ideal. Finished the trial. Felt like I did pretty well. And um, the coach texted me, and he had, he's like, hey, like, do you have college film? And I sent him my college film. And I ended up getting offered a contract on my way back you know, we were in Minnesota driving back from South Dakota. So I ended up getting a contract to play there. And um, man, it was crazy because here's a lifelong dream that I thought was 
was might might have been taken from me from from a, a pandemic, a virus that I, I couldn't control and and through the adversity of getting hurt and playing at a division three college and you know just over and over again understanding that you know the journey and the process is sometimes well oftentimes more important than the product but being able to say man finally like I made it somewhere and the the experience in Rapid City was great man we had a lot of there could be a whole nother podcast about the stories in Rapid City because we had some crazy ownership issues of embezzling money I won't get into that too much but being able to get paid wasn't big checks but being able to get paid to play a kid's game was truly such a blessing and meeting some of the best guys out in Rapid City just and being able to like college play with guys from Florida you know um east coast west coast you know Cali you know I was the only guy from Illinois on our team but Ohio you know Texas it was it was really cool and um it was just such a blessing man but just to sum it all up, and, and right now I just got back from a combine in, in Rochester and I got to sign with an agency. So I'm still working um, to, to get signed somewhere. Uh, I've been in talks with certain teams overseas uh, that haven't pulled the trigger yet. So I'm still training very hard. Um, and I, I'm also coaching camp and I, I still coach high school football too. Um, so I'm still, you know, working. But right now my main goal is to still play you know I'm 25 years old uh, I have a vision to still play you know pro football for at least at least five more years God willing you know it's a it's a violent sport you can't always say that injuries do happen but um my goal is to do that for as long as I can I say till the wheels fall off and, and I mean it almost literally probably to the detriment of myself but um and then after that man I know God will have what's next in store for me so uh but I, I like the, the the topic of this podcast is about purpose i i i take a lot from other people i'm a very self-motivated person but there's certain messages i've received over the years and certain things that have just touched me that i've saved from people man i i got this one message from this guy i won't name drop him but from high school long story short i didn't even really talk to him too much in, in, in playing football but this message touched my heart he said he said, I love to see that you're living your dream. And he's like, by the way, like you made me stick out football out. I know he said, I know we didn't talk much, but seeing your grind, you made me stick it out. And he's like, now I'm a high school coach and I'm loving it. So without you, that wouldn't happen. I'm like, wow, it's such a humbling thing to hear because we weren't in the same friend group, so to speak. We played together, but, but we didn't really talk too much. But it's one of those things that's like what you do, you never know who's watching and you never know who you're going to impact and just my family, my cousins, wow, my, you know, seeing my little cousin's Instagram story, my cousin's a pro athlete. Like it's so much bigger than me. It's way, it's way more important than just me. Cause if it was just me, I would have stopped, you know, years ago. I love the sport, but I understand that that life is about impacting other people. And it's not about sports for me. It's about the kid who, you know, wants to be a dentist and, you know, oh, so-and-so says I can't do this. I want to be the one to say, no, like, young person, man or woman, you can do this. And uh, I, I just, my whole mindset through this journey has shifted. And, and my purpose is, I believe your purpose in life has to be bigger than yourself. And, and my purpose is to inspire others, to uplift others, and to be, you know, a true underdog story. And, 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 and people need that, I think. People need that.
that's kind of where I'm at right now, man. I'm I'm grinding for the next opportunity. God willing, it comes soon. You know, been been praying, been working, um, and I've uh, been just trying to. I'm a student of the game, so I study a lot because I know I'm not the biggest or fastest. So I study the game a lot. I study. I'm a very technical person. I've learned different positions, uh, such as long snapping and slot receiver, to try to market myself as being versatile, um, not just a running back. So um, I got to long snap and return punts, run routes, uh, do different things. Uh, so trying to carve out a niche and uh, and also just, you know, giving it up to God too, uh, just praying for it. And uh, if it's in his will, it, it'll be done. And uh, just staying patient. Yeah, that's awesome. Let's talk about passion and just, just wanting to keep chasing after something, especially that period of time, like you talked about, being that close to playing somewhere overseas and then COVID happening, just mm-hmm. shutting down everything. And it's like, it feels like, I mean, at that point, 90% of people would have called that quits. Like, you know, I almost made it. Whole world's shutting down now. Probably would have let themselves go a little bit and then couldn't get back into into the grind of, of preparing for football. It's a super intense sport on your body, so you got to be prepared for it. But to to keep pushing even now is is awesome. Yeah, I, I would say, man, it's just it's it's as cliche as it sounds. I just feel like this is my destiny and this is what I'm supposed to do. And um, it's not even like I said, it's not even about me really making it. But I want to go and go and go until like uh, until I'm comfortable to walk away. I believe mm-hmm. every athlete comes to a point where it's time to hang it up. And that feeling hasn't come yet. And I know I could impact a lot of people in this sport. And just trying to trying to keep pushing. And to me, it's I love it, but it's also a responsibility. I I I believe that most people limit themselves and and don't live up to their true potential. And it's it's bigger than sports with me. Like I said, it's the purpose of this is to is to show people that no matter where you're at now, with the proper discipline, with the proper work ethic, with the proper attitude. That, that you can really make a lot out of this life. You know, there's a lot of negative things always pushed around. Um, but I, I'm a firm believer and you can, you can really get to some really high levels no matter where you start. Because we all start in different areas. Um, you know, I, I've been blessed, like I said, to have great support. You know, I know some of, some of my, my football, my teammates – don't have that, you know, some of them grew up in, in horrible, you know, impoverished situations or without. So I just want my purpose to be inspiring the next generation. And that COVID thing happened, but again, it was, a, it was a blessing in disguise because it, it made me realize that, okay, there's going to be storms that come. What are you going to do? Are you going to fold? Are you going to stop? Or are you going to keep going? And to me, it was like a, a, a one second decision. I was like, well, you know, this is a good excuse. You know, who saw this coming in 2020? The whole world was going to shut down and people would be out of work and, 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 and things like that, you know, losing, losing jobs or, or stay, having to stay home from school. So it was like a one second decision where it's like, no, this is a no brainer. If I have to go to more tryouts, you know, next year, when the world opens up again, I will, as long as it does. And I'm going to keep training like I'm in season and training for the next opportunity. Um, 
because my, my parents taught like they taught me man that, like don't quit my, my dad always said and and this stuck with me and this sticks with me to this day he's like Connor, you you know you can get fired from a job that you don't even want to have or that you have no passion in so why not chase what you really want out of this life knowing that there's no such thing as a safe job i was like wow for real yeah yeah yeah, no, when, you, when you're talking about your story, I feel like the, the first thing that came to my mind um, was the story from or the, the speech from Eric Thomas, who talks about, you know, the lion and loving the process, loving the hunt. You know, you've got a lot of guys who just want to put that jersey on Friday night or they, they just want it to be showtime. They just want it to say, oh, we're making all this money playing professional football. But you are literally the definition of the lion. Like you love the process as much as you love the prize and just like hearing your story, like even from right off the jump from your freshman year of, you know, being put on the B team and, and that fire that ignited inside of you, you know, for a lot of people, like might change high schools. They might stop playing that sport because that's what happened to them. But to hear of all the injuries, all the circumstances that you've gone through, that's a lion right there. And, uh, you know, I, I just, I want to tip my cap to you because like I knew right when I first met you, like you were, you were somebody special and Thank you. you definitely got a hell of a story behind you and, you know, continue to keep that mindset. Cause it's just, it's inspiring. You know, it's inspiring to hear because, you know, I was an athlete, you know, I'm, I'm five, seven, two. And uh, hey man, you, you are an athlete, man. That powerlifting is no joke. <laughs> you weren't, you weren't an athlete, no, man. You, but, you are an athlete. But no, it's like, you know, I went through, I went through those years of baseball you know, being yep. an outfielder, they're like, man, you're five, seven, like, you're not going to mm -hmm. go anywhere with that. And, you know, being able to get a college offer and play those years in college and, you know, continue my athletic career past that. Um, it's, uh, it, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of mental strength. And, uh, you know, you put a lot of faith in the God of the opportunities that are going to come in due time. And, uh, you know, I, I really do just tip my cap to you on that. Thank you, brother. I know I appreciate it. that. It's humbling, man. Respect to what you guys are doing, man. I love STG, man, is awesome. I love I love the message, and I love both your work ethics, man. I did my research into you guys, too, before I hopped on your <laughs> podcast now. I love the page. I love the message, man. I, lo I love both your, your grinds, for real. It's inspiring as well. And, and that's what we need, man, in this world. We need more we, yeah. we need more men like you, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, look, you look for the negativity, you'll find it. But if you push the positivity, you definitely – just have more positivity around you and encourage better things to happen. But I mean, even, I don't know how many of my athletes listen to this podcast podcast or not, but I'm definitely going to push them to uh, listen to some of this stuff. I mean, I've got a lot of freshmen from last year that, you know, it told me during the season or at the end of the season that they were unhappy with their playing time. It's mm -hmm. like, well, you know, you six freshmen that are unhappy with your playing time didn't show up to summer workouts. These other four freshmen that are getting playing time, dude, they showed up every day. Yep. So I don't know what to tell you at the end of the day. Like, I want you to play. I know that you can be good. You are a good athlete. But when you put on that football helmet and those shoulder pads and you step up to another team that is also very good, like, first of all, you got to compete with the guys that are putting in the work at practice. Like that's a that's who you're playing against every single day. So if you can't compete against those guys alone, when you suit up on Friday night, man, I, I don't want you to get hurt. I don't want you to miss an assignment and not know what you're doing and get somebody else hurt. 
So at the end of the day, you always got to put in the work. And for one thing, just walking in the door of the gym, just stepping onto the field, onto the court, whatever it is in your life, just walking in isn't enough. You do have to show up with a purpose. You got to show up with intent. You got to show up with a goal in mind to achieve something day to day, week to week, month to month, season to season. Like, what do you want to achieve? What's that plan? Find a support system, coaches that are going to help you, other athletes that are going to help you. Um, there's there's so many things involved to it, but it does start with stepping in that door with a purpose. 100%. Couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. And it's 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 one of those things where I it's 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 funny because all these bad so-called quote unquote bad things that happen to me are probably some of the best things that could have happened to me. Like you hear the stories like the Michael Jordans who, you know, didn't make his high school team or, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not comparing myself to Michael Jordan, but um, the story is still the same. You know, some of these things could make or break you. And I coach high school guys too. And I'm like, dude, it's, it's a lot of them want that, you know, instant gratification. And I'm like, you have to come in day in and day out. And are you going to get better overnight? No, but these short disciplines of doing it every day you're going to be such a different athlete and a person four months from now than you are today don't look at it you know set small goals but don't be oh i've done it for a week and i haven't you know done anything with it it's like no you, you keep going keep it's going. it's the long term yeah yes i've got guys it's like hey you keep working out by next season you'll be benching 200 and it's like i haven't seen you since the end of the season man like mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm here in the weight room every day, you know, let's put in the work together. Um, because I got other guys that have already surpassed those kinds of goals and are pushing beyond. Um, definitely, I think some more things to unpack here and stuff like that. I see our time is about to run out pretty soon. All right. Welcome back from the brief intermission. And, uh, you know, kind of getting back to talking about, you know, it's going to take a lot more than just walking in the door. You know, stepping foot inside the gym, stepping foot inside the grind um, in the off season, whether in season, out of season. I'm going to kind of turn back over to Jesse to kind of finish out what he was saying um, in terms of what it takes, um, you know, to have that passion and to to truly be successful. Yeah, um, just going off what I said, it, it does take more than just walking in that door. And it doesn't matter what aspect that is. For me, a lot of the times that's regarding the weight room, the the field, the court. I coach, I'm the new head football coach. I got to show up with a purpose every single day. We just came off of two-time CIF um, semifinalists. So like that's a big deal. Our school has never done that before. So now I'm the new head coach. We can't do the same things we did last year and expect the same result or a better result, right? We got a tougher schedule. We got a little bit of a different team. Guys are older. We'll have new freshmen. Like things change year to year. Even if it's the exact same team, stuff changes, right? One team that you played home one year is now away the next year. You have so many different factors um, that go into play. But the the more that you can have a better mindset of having a purpose to get better every single day, doing the little things right. Um I think you set yourself up for success a lot more. That could be just waking up and doing doing your little assignments in your classes to have the grades to play, period. Like 
that's one thing to begin with. Even even going work, doing the little things to take care of your car so that you can go to your job to get paid to put food on the table. Like those little details are in every little aspect of life. It's harder in whatever circumstance that you're in. Um, different people come from different places, but it's it's a long journey to get to where you want to be. But it's got to start with putting your putting your foot through the door with a purpose. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm going to kind of ask this question, kind of tying faith into this entire process. Um, you know, Connor, like, you know, you're going through those setbacks. You know, you realized very early on it was going to take everything you had, um, you know, to make it to the next level, to get to achieve your dreams. Um, right from the jump, did you ever attribute like God's timing, you know, God's plan, um, you know, early on in your football career? Or was that something that kind of got tied in later on? Man, that's a great question. I would say uh, definitely, definitely later on, man. I, ooh, God radically has changed me over the past two to three years. Um, I didn't know, I didn't know God, and and I didn't reject Him. But there was a point in my life where, um, you know, I I thought like I went kind of the agnostic route, like oh, I don't know who God is. But but there's two men, and I'll name drop these men, two men in my life that are, had really changed that. Coach Beebe was one of them, strong man of God, uh, pretty much dragged me to a Bible study when I was like super resistant. He's like, nope, I checked your class schedule. You got free time. You're coming as a team captain. I'm like, ah, all right. <laughs> and then the pastor, the lead pastor of this church I go to in Naperville, uh, Garrett Bova, uh, who was an X Division One football player at uh, um, Ball State. And he's my lead pastor. And he, oh man, he's on fire for God. But he was a, pretty much the first church I stepped into. Um, where, you know, I felt like they're teaching the true word of God, but tying that back to my story was I turned to every other thing when, and when injury, unhealthy things, when my injuries happened and things that were, were dead ends, you know, things that were, were masking, you know, I'm not going to call it depression, but man, when, when football was taken away from me, that's, that's what I put my whole identity in, which is not good. You know, I put my identity in Christ first now, um, when I put it in football, guess what? When that was taken away from me, I fell apart. And I turned on healthy things, and it wasn't until I gave my life over to God where now my whole mindset has flipped words. I'm Connor Olson, the man of God first, who just so happens to play football, where my old mindset was, oh, I'm a football player, like, through and through. like, But God was like, no, I, I, you need me first. You need faith in me first, and I'm a gracious God, so I'll give you these things, but don't worship football as an idol because I should be first. And I'm like, huh, okay, but God works in, in very direct ways, man, because so long story short, um, my grandma during COVID passed away, not from COVID. She had Alzheimer's, but – I'm sorry to hear that. No, it's all good, man. It was uh, – but I'm going to tie this story in because this was kind of a light bulb moment, and – and turning something tragic into, I'm not going to say something happy because it wasn't, but it was like, wow, okay, God, like you needed me here. So that year, 2020, when, you know, I was supposed to go to Finland or Germany, when that got shut down, you know, I spent a lot of time, you know, with my grandmother, you know, helping take care of her and my whole family did. And when she passed away, I realized like, wow, God gave me this time with my grandma because he knew when she was going to go. And 
had I gone to Germany or Finland, I would not have been there this last year. So it was a light bulb moment for me. I was like, okay, you know, I wasn't, it wasn't my time. I wasn't supposed to go to Germany or Finland yet. And God knew that I didn't because I was mad. I was upset. I was so mad. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm going to start my professional football career in a different country, you know, learn different things, get to travel the world for free, which is another passion of mine. I love to travel. Um, and that happened. So my faith after that and, and during that and because of Coach Beebe, you know, guiding me as older, you know, brothers in faith and, and Garrett Bova guiding me um, with his rock solid ministry. Um, really just having great examples of, of God fearing men and, and seeing just the fruit in their lives and seeing the pureness and the hard work and the determination and, and just something different about them really drew me. And I was like, I want to be, I don't want to be them because we're all individual, but I want to be, you know, have that same spirit, have that Holy spirit residing in me. So I completely flipped, man. I started reading the word all the time and, and, and devoted myself to prayer and, and repentance and, and trying to change and um, just tie that into my football career. Cause for so many years, it was just football, 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 all that's taken away. I'm going to turn to, you know, this. Um, but now it's like, it's okay if football taken away from me because that's not just all I am anymore. I don't want it to be, I want to play for many years. Don't get me wrong, but I won't, I, it won't be a thing where I completely fall apart like I did when I got hurt, you know, my junior, senior year or in high school type thing. Very, yeah, that's pretty, pretty relatable. Um, you know, we all, we all have our own passions, you know, the day-to-day -day things that we do in life, football, base, like whatever it's sport, it's business, teaching, like, whatever your your career is basically um we've all got these different passions and hobbies and stuff but i think if you can if you can do that passion with god first jesus first putting that in your heart and in your mindset first and foremost i think you'll get a lot more benefit and fulfillment out of those things because it's it could be those little things day to day that even I think about it a lot of times myself where if I didn't push myself to be a better man of God, sometimes the day-to-day -day reactions that I have to deal with from teenagers, oh, yeah. could, my reactions <laughs> could be, my reactions could be a lot different. Um, my, my forgiveness on certain things could be a lot different. Um, just the way that I, that I answer questions and, it would it would be completely different and even you know as much as even for me i played same school as grant illinois college i played football um and i had a knee injury week three as a freshman i was undersized too like i was playing nose guard i'm like not even six feet 225 playing nose guard i was too small but started getting some playing time uh week three and then forced some stuff in my knee and it was like, well, you know, that's it for football. I did what I could trying to think about coming back, but it just wasn't happening, was having more issues, stress fractures, all these things. And then um, just kind of stepped away from football for a bit. But then a strength and conditioning coach, or um, he reached out to me. So I started doing an internship. And it's like, you know, one thing led to another. Like if I didn't get hurt and I didn't get into strength and conditioning, I probably wouldn't have there's no shot I would have been coaching football or even starting STG. Like it wouldn't have been a thing. And I, you know, I wouldn't want to change. I wouldn't want to change anything. 
at all. Yep. I mean, wh- where I am now and where wherever I end up going, pursuing this more and more, I'll, I'll take that every single day. But um, sometimes those 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 downfalls sometimes are a blessing in disguise. But if you have that in your heart, God first, you're going to get a lot of a lot more fulfillment out of everything. Hundred percent. It it reminds me of the biblical story of um of Joseph in the book of Genesis when uh mm-hmm. when Joseph was sold into slavery to Egypt by his own brothers, and uh, he ends up being the second in command. You know, even after being put into prison and and being tried, he ends up being a second in command in Egypt, you know, so it's like, and Daniel, you know, in the lion's den, or David and Goliath, you know, uh, the the biblical, the biblical truths and stories, you know, they don't point to what well, was super easy, I mean, Jesus, for crying out loud, it, it was super right. easy to get to this point, uh, but but God always has greater for you, so, and it took a while for me to realize that, but I, I man, I, I try to encourage, you know, because I coach at a public school, and sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. God's not a popular topic. Nope. And, um, no, and, we, um, uh, we, we have a controversial thing with a, a coach sometimes who, who also goes to our church sometimes, but it, it it's also a, a touchy thing where in that public school setting that, you know, you're not at a private school, so yeah. you can't necessarily push your faith or push your beliefs on kids, but mm-hmm. as much as you can, it's like, especially when you're working with, with teenagers or you're even just somebody that posts things online, everybody's on social media these days. Yeah. So if the, the things that you post, you're going to the gym, the actions that you take every single day, you never know who is watching and who you're going to influence, whether it's somebody older than you, the same age or somebody younger. So how you carry yourself day to day, being the best man of God, like, those are the impacts that you're going to make, whether you see it or not. 100%. Good. Yeah. Could not agree more. And I like what you said that it's true because there's been people that have reached out to me in my life who, like I said, man, I lost contact with, hadn't even talked to. I'm like, wow, this person's paying attention, but that's the double-edged sword of social media. I have a very mixed relationship with it. I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of good that comes from it. And I think there's a lot of bad. I think it, it, it really comes down to depending how you use it or, um, you know, some people like, like to overly indulge. And I think that's not good, but I think it could be used for, for great things. Um, so yeah, you, you never know who's watching. That's why with purpose, it's, especially I I see in the generation under us, you know, I feel like each generation is presented with, with, you know, challenges. Um, and, and our generation, it's different because, you know, we're not facing right COVID, but like, you know, there was a generation that went through like world war two, world war one, Vietnam, the great depression. So like we all have our set of challenges, but you know, it's, I feel like it's our job to, to, to have that purpose, stick to it. And there's nothing wrong with, with doing new things. If, if that, I just believe no matter what position you're in, like when, when football ends and I'm done playing, whatever I go into next, I'm going to have to give 100% effort because I believe without that, whether it's, you know, no matter what it is, coaching, personal training, I don't really believe it's beneficial to do something, especially, you know, your job or, or something that you feel passionate in without giving 100%. And that's not, you know, to say that there's not going to be hard days because I'm a professional athlete and there's times where 
I don't want to train where I feel tired or feel sore or feel weak. Like I'd be a liar if I said, yeah, I want to go to the gym, you know, every day I feel this, there's doubt, there's uncertainty, there's soreness, there's tiredness, there's, but, um, it's the discipline. And it's, I, I think of that. I, I, I take myself out of the equation. I'm like, hold on, man. There's people watching you right now. There's, there's, there's little cousins that are looking up to you. There's the guys you coach that look up to you. There's, you know, older, younger people. And, I, I really just want to be an example in this world of, of a guy who never quit and gave it his all. And that's, that's, well, that's what I want because I want that for other people. I want other people to see maybe I can push myself a little harder. Maybe I can get, you know, this degree. Maybe I can land this job. Maybe I can get this relationship. Maybe I can do this, that, whatever it is. Yeah. I, I just think it's such a beautiful thing. Like when you remove yourself from the equation and just like, we were talking about the other night, like, you know, we want to leave this thing having people know we left no stone unturned, you know, we want to, we want to be able to say at the end of the day, we gave it everything we had, you know, we put it all on the line and, uh, we spread God's love doing it too. So, you know, I, I, I do think that's just a very beautiful thing. Um, all right. So got a question for you. What do you say to the kid who's listening to this podcast? who, uh, you know, might be in high school, is having those voices in his head of, you know, he's not going to get into the college he wants to get to. You know, he's not going to be able to achieve being a professional athlete. What do you say to him in in that circumstance? In that circumstance, I would, I would ask him a question. I'd be like, do you want to play at the next level? Do you want – what do you want? I would tell him – Shut every noise that you hear up. What in your heart right now do you want? And if he answers, oh, I want to play college, or okay. Depending on how he is, or, or I'm not going to sugarcoat it. If he's a, if he's a four-string guy, I'd be like, okay, you got a lot of work to do. But I will never, like I said before, never tell, especially a kid, but anybody for that matter, forget it. You know, go do something else. You can't do it because – that that should have been said to me and it was and i i i i was like okay you know whatever um and i did i you know i did what i did i made i made it to the professional level hopefully many more years i would tell the kid you have to every day set out and do something to achieve your goal so when i'm not doing something physically or that physically crazy cuz you pay the price for it I'm watching film. You know, I'm studying the mm-hmm. guys in the NFL. I'm studying how they move. I'm 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 studying film. I'm 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 studying. I'm stretching. I'm I'm trying to open my body up. I'm trying to study new training modalities. I I I'm a very big believer in studying because I'm not a genetic freak. So I I like studying the guys who weren't supposed to make it to the highest levels and see how they trained because I believe the training. I would tell the kid don't just do what everybody else is doing because you're going to get the result that everybody else is getting. The reason I, I was able to set myself apart in college and in high school was because frankly, I didn't train like everybody else. I get looks in the gym all the time saying, what the heck kind of workout is that you're doing? I was like, Oh, this is like a quick twitch muscle workout. That's, you know, it's not seen every day. So I get a lot of weird looks, but I would tell the kid like study your sport, work hard, and if this is really what you want, 
you can't have anybody tell you otherwise. You got to block that out, you know, or take it depending on the kid because some kids, you know, are pretty resilient and you are in control of your destiny. Don't let other people, you know, take your destiny away from you or, or sway you a certain way because whether we like it or not, everybody's going to have opinions of you, you know, young, young man. Everybody's going to have opinions of you and um, what matters more is what's in here and and, and belief in God, and that'll take you far. I would say go for it and give it everything you have because even if you don't make it, which is a slim if, because I believe human beings can do a lot, you're going to learn so much in that process anyways that people who are like, I'm not, not even going to try, they're not going to learn through that. I don't believe, I believe in pivoting in certain situations, but I believe if you quit, but you really want to do something, but you quit, there's so much left off the table. Where it's like, again, why why not go for it? You have one life to live. Why not go for it, man? So I'd encourage them, go for it, man. And I will help you in any way I can through the process of what I've learned, what I did right and wrong. I'm going to tell you what I did wrong. I'm going to tell you what I did right. So to try to make your process smoother than mine was. For sure. Yeah, I, I agree with that a lot. Um, similar situations working with kids, but, you know, a lot of, my passion for the the kids that I work with is giving them the resources and trying to give them the opportunities that I didn't have. Like there's, there's, there's a lot of opportunities to play college football at any level. And then mm -hmm. beyond that, whatever you want to do is up to you, but trying to play a college sport is, is a big deal. Like it's hard to do. So to be able to do it, you got to be proud of it, but you also got to understand the hard work that it takes to get to that point. And right now, I mean, I have a group of about 13, 14 seniors um, this coming season, um, huge group. And that's it's about half of our team, but a lot of them want to play college football. And what's so amazing is that majority of that group is grinding in the weight room. They're, they're there every morning before school for, for an hour busting their butts. Um, doing the little things right. You know, it's not just about loading up the bar. Some days it's, you know, we got to take things light. Some days it's a little more speed work. Some days everybody's a little hurt and sore. Okay, we're going to scratch this workout. Trust me, let's do the little things right. Let's just do some mobility, get the blood flowing. Um, trusting the process of all of these things. But I think a lot of times you also have to ask yourself in a positive way, uh, the what ifs, not, not, not asking yourself, what if I fail? What if this person doesn't like me? What if that, whatever, but what, what if I showed up to the weight room tomorrow? What if I like the workout? What if I show up three days this week? What, you know, you start building consistencies and all these positive, what ifs start opening more and more doors and you start realizing what you're able to achieve and then who knows what happens from there but it's all about taking that step absolutely 1000 percent. yeah when you're talking about the fast twitch muscles jesse that kind of brought me back to coach dom from ic where he'd be like you're never getting drafted for your biceps oh yeah <laughs> we're doing foam rolling today <laughs> that, so, dude, man. that dude yeah. hated, <laughs> that dude hated seeing uh guys doing arms in the gym yeah Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so Connor, I got one last question to leave this podcast. I think it's unanimous between Jesse and I, you're going to be back on here. So we're, we're, we're excited to see, um, you know, where the future is going to take you, but what is, you know, the dream scenario in mind? Do you have any notable five, 10 year, 20 year goals 
um, that you want to share? Man, yeah, I'm uh play professional football for as long as I can. You know, it's a it's a sport where you never know. You know, you you, you could end on one play. I could play. I I could never play again, or I could play. You know, ten more years uh, into my late thirties. But uh, to climb the the ranks and uh and get to the highest level, uh, dream would be National Football League. Um, and uh, I I probably have to go at it a different route and really dominate in these lower leagues to climb for as long as I can. And then after that, man, I actually want to, um, I want to, I want to kind of, there's a, there's a few things, man. I, I want to coach personal train for sure. Um, sports performance training, but I'm also thinking about like creating just, just like a brand, um, with, with speaking events. And, and I like the, the podcast and the interview thing myself. So, and I've met a lot of amazing people that, that are kind of, uh, maybe older, younger. And I'm like, wow, this, your story has impacted me so much and has humbled me and has helped me that I want to get your story out there and, you know, plug your brand. So, and, um, I want to be able to, to speak in front of audiences too, man. And, and, and tell them my story, not to boost me up, but, but to give all glory to, to God first, but to also, because I listen to a lot of, you know, motivational speakers like Eric Thomas. And one of my favorite is, uh, David Goggins. Oh yeah. Um, besides like the language, I know people, you know, he cusses a lot, but I love his message, man. I love his humble beginnings and he has changed my life. And a lot of those guys have changed my life by just talking. So I'm like, you know what? And I talk too much as it is. I'm like, so I want to make this story like crazy, like climb to the highest of highs of professional football. And from there, man, coach do speaking engagements, you know, speak to others personal training, sports performance training, you know, possibly open up my own gym. So I'm all over the place with that. But right now my focus is just play professional football till the wheels fall off, man, and just leave leave that legacy and then go from there to the next step. After that's done, I hang my cleats up, put my helmet down for the last time, God willing, that's how I get off with the championship ring, and then say, all right, what's next? And give my 100% to that next phase of life. Sounds like you're in line with the, the STG plan open up open up a gym someday and keep keep on training with uh you know along the lines of sports sports performance and strength sports and everything man absolutely 100%, that's that's, man. Our, like that's our said, goal eventually uh, we got some talking to do yeah <laughs> you guys will get it you guys will get it man i love what you guys are doing man stg that's a I, man I, why didn't i come up with that name man <laughs> that's a great name i love it i love it yeah no we definitely we definitely got some talking to do but uh but no, Jesse, do you want to say anything before we sign off? I'm good. I, I you know, I guess words of encouragement. I, I've said it several times over the podcast, but put your foot through that door. Ask yourself in a positive day, what if? What if you try a little bit harder? What if you do that one thing that tomorrow there's something you want to go after in life? Just go do it. Don't listen to the negative things. Um, trust your heart. Pray about it. Ask other people around it and do things with a purpose keep being consistent with all of the all, all of your hard work absolutely no connor thank you so much for coming on this week's podcast it's been just an absolute honor you know to hear your story um and and to know you and i'm excited to see where the future takes us but uh but thank you so much for coming on i really do appreciate oh, it yeah, no awesome. no thanks for having me guys it was an honor i love what you guys are doing it was an honor man it was an honor
Absolutely. All right. Well, this this concludes this week's episode of the STG Fitness Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. God bless. Do something great today, and we'll see you back here next week. Bye.